Hello, my friends, and welcome to Sip, Smoke, and Savor, show number 16, which we have tentatively titled Grab Your Cubans. Uh, but it may have a different title because <laughs> sometimes as we do the show, the title presents itself randomly during the so, show. So, yeah, sometimes the title just becomes obvious. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like we were talking about this off the air, but it's kind of like when you're uh, watching a movie and you they finally say the line in the movie somewhere in the dialogue that the title comes from. You're is. like, oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. And then there's other movies where... You know, that just isn't going to happen, you know? (laughs) At no time did anyone exclaim, it's like a Shawshank redemption. You know, like, there has to be, you know, a few other, you know, a few other examples of that. But uh, anyway, welcome to Sip, Smoke, and Savor. It's the radio program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. My name is Cruz. My co-host is Ian Barry, and uh, it's good to see you, man. How you doing this week? I'm doing great. I had a uh, super crazy week last week, um, just so many things going on, uh, and I did go to the uh, Stogie's Fine Cigars Big Wingding. A little jealous uh, which about I'll that. Say, yeah, yeah, but but you were having adventures of your own. I you did. were on your quest for the I was, cloak of inebriation. I was on the quest for the cloak of inebriation, and I found it, by golly, yeah. I found it. <laughs> I just had a, yeah, I had a feeling because you're good <laughs> like that. You know, you're you're like the the mythical hero that once he sets out yes. on that journey, well, it's he's an not endless going to rest. It's until, actually an endless yes. Well, it's actually an endless cycle because what ends up happening is as I find this cloak of inebriation, at some point in time, I have to sleep. Yes. And by the time I wake up, someone has obviously hit me over the head and, and taken it because I have a headache and there's no more cloak. Right. <laughs> so then you have to find it again. <laughs> so then I, next year we have to do it again. It's kind of like The Ring in Lord of the Rings. It's like they could have just right. found it in The Hobbit, you know. But no, it has to go through all of these <laughs> other, you know, crazy things. So, by the way, I am not a Lord of the Rings geek, just so you know. Uh, Star Trek, I, I'll, yeah, I'm there. I'm with you. It's all good. Uh, Lord of the Rings is like I watched the movies. Like uh, I, I read the first book that was... Uh, it was all I could get through. I know people are going to. I'm going to go ahead and have to admit that I am actually. Lord yeah, I know people are going to hate me now because people love that. I I read The Hobbit. I kind of enjoyed it, and I had trouble with the first. What's the first of the three? Of the that three? would be the Fellowship of the Ring. See, I knew you would know that. So okay, so I actually way, have you a no collection. longer get to make fun of me about Star Trek. I, I now, actually you know. have. Well, but see, you have to understand, I'm way geeky about <laughs> very cool things. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the difference. Just, you see, it's the difference of how cool <laughs> your nerd stuff is. That's right. I, got it. I mean, I'm geeky about cigars it. and beer and guitars. Well, at least you know, at least we're kind of in line with each with each other <laughs> right. in those areas. So, so it's just it's just when we get into our sci-fi and fantasy that we uh, that we that that's where the path. Right, right. Although we do like different things in beer, and and I think cigars maybe were more similar, but uh, yeah. but, in, but in beer and and spirits, like you know, you're kind of the the guy that really knows you know the whiskeys and the single malts. I'm more the rum and tequila guy in beer. You're definitely the guy who's most into like porters and stouts. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm kind of the IPA guy. So it's it's you know it's, that's good. At least we're not because if we were exactly the same. There'd be no reason to even do the show. We'd be like, "That's good, yeah, that's good. That's not good. No, that's not good." You know, so it, it would it would not be as, as interesting. I think <laughs> we just agree so, on everything right. or disagree on everything. <laughs> or, yeah, either way, it works for me. So, uh, speaking of the things that we like, did you smoke anything interesting this week? Interesting, yes. I had um, a Gurkha Seduction. Oh, actually, I had two of them. Yeah, and uh, the reason I had two of them, I had two of them in my humidor, and I thought, "Wow, that is such a pretty cigar." It's it been is sitting a really there a little while cigar, in my humidor, yeah. so it's been aging a little while. And uh, and I pulled it out and I had one. And the first uh, light had a nice smoke to it. it 
taste good. And by about halfway through the cigar, the cigar had just pretty much come apart in my hand. Hmm. And I was very disappointed. I had some run issues, and then it just kind of came apart in my hand. So I said, well, maybe that one just, you know, had an issue. So I went back to my humidor, and I grabbed the other one because I enjoyed the smoke. I just you didn't enjoy the flavor. All of it. Yeah, the flavor yeah. was nice. It was it wasn't a real big robust cigar. It was mm-hmm. a real nice silky kind of smooth cigar. A little on the lighter side than what I usually smoke. So anyway, I lit up the second one and again, run issues all the way down and when I got to mm. about the last third of it, the whole thing just kind of fell apart in my hands. It wow. was it was terrible. I was very disappointed with and that particular. And Gurkhas cigar. were always at least initially marketed as being kind of rare, kind of limited run. Like, I'm not sure that's actually this, really true. Well, they have so many. So yeah. almost everything they make is a rare limited run because they have so many flavors. So I don't know, or so many blends. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, if that uh, uh, falls into it at all. It's a beautiful looking cigar. Um, mm-hmm. It's... Uh, 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 it just was. It was just kind of disappointing, you know. I was expecting a lot more from it. Plus, it's a premium. It's like it's you know eight dollars a cigar. I was gonna say it's a it's a premium. You know, it's not yeah, a reasonably pricey stick. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm gonna give that a, a flat two on the price a to quality. Two. Yeah, just wow. to, just because it fell apart, you know, twice, two of them. Wow. Well, I have a bit of a disappointment to, to talk about this week as well, and it was only a few weeks ago on the show that We're I We're going to call smoked. this the Bummer Show. The Bummer Show. Well, I also have one that I love, <laughs> okay, so I'll good, talk about good, I, good. I, I'm going to mention them both. Bad news first. Yeah, bad news first. <laughs> um, it was only a couple of weeks ago that I mentioned that I smoked the Rocky Patel Freedom right. and how good it was right. and how excited I was that it was so good because I thought maybe the, the, the quality had gone down a little bit on the Rocky stuff over the past several years. That had kind of been the you know the word around that you're hearing is like, yeah these are not Rocky's not quite as good as they used to be and then I smoked that Freedom and it was like wow right, this is right. every bit as good as I remember any of the Rocky Patels being so fast forward to this week I smoked a Rocky Patel Broadleaf now I knew right away those look cool well but they look you know they look more rustic they're right, not right. as smooth and right. and you can kind of tell right away this is. This is a less expensive Rocky, and that's fine, by the way, because I don't, right. I don't always want to smoke the, you know, the expensive cigars. I, I, I really love finding an inexpensive cigar that I love. You find an that's, awesome cigar at three dollars. Oh a beautiful, yeah, it's like all day and all night, baby. Yeah. That's good. So, I lit this up with uh, with high hopes uh, with it being a Rocky, and I was just disappointed. By the way, it's the Rocky Patel Broadleaf, not to be confused with the Rocky Patel. Prohibition Broadleaf, which was a limited edition cigar that Rocky Patel put out a couple of years ago, that I had one of those, and they're fantastic. This one, though, I found it a little bit disappointing. It had lots of burn problems. The first third of it, uh, the the uh, aroma was just kind of papery, you know? Oh, wow. And then uh, there were some nice pepper notes that came in in the last, um, you know, last two-thirds of the cigar, but by now, you know... I'm I'm not into it, and it's got burn problems, and it's really just not complex. And I thought, you know, if you're going to do a less expensive stick, like make it something where you go, hey, it may not be this, but at least it's that. Right. And I and I didn't feel like it's kind of like when you smoke one of those sandwich filler cigars. You're like, right. okay, it's not going to have the same burn. It's not going to have the same sort of like uh, long filler. But boy, the tobacco is really pretty good for the price you're paying for the cigar. You know, I regularly find here. I regularly find those uh, Nico Libres at two to three dollars per cigar. And they're amazing. And, and they they burn great. They taste great. Mm-hmm. They've got great you know. flavor. Right. So it can be done. Yeah. Uh, and I, I almost just felt like, shame on you, Rocky. Like, if you're going to do it cheaper. <laughs> and then I went back and looked. It's like, what did this cost? I didn't remember. It's around a $5 cigar. 
to just fall apart like that. Yeah, and and I was like, you know, five dollars is not a lot for a no. cigar, but it's different than if it was two fifty. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Well, I get upset if my dog chews up a five dollar bill. So exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to give it on a price to value. I'm going to give it a two. However, oh wow. So here's here's where we're going to turn it around though. The Nat Sherman, since, since that one wasn't good, I was like, I can't just come on and go. I haven't it, smoked a lot of Nat Shermans, a, but I keep seeing the name and I keep thinking I should probably go well, into them a bit. I have been to the Nat Sherman Cigar Store in Manhattan, which, by the way, everyone should visit. It's an amazing place. That sounds cool. Uh, and for years, cigar aficionados would visit New York City. They would go to the Nat Sherman store. They would walk in, be amazed by everything they saw. They would purchase some cigars that were not made by Nat Sherman, and then they would leave. And and that's kind of like how it was because the Nat Shermans were like they were okay. They were just kind of like they were kind of like you know remember when Davidoff like everything was just kind of mellow and tasted the right, same, right. and they were fairly pricey. That's kind of the way the Nat Shermans were. But a few years ago, they really started diversifying the line, and I smoked the Nat Sherman Timeless Five Five Six Robusto. It is a Nicaraguan puro, so all the tobacco in the cigar is from Nicaragua. And wow, it was nice, nice and flavorful right at the first lighting. Um, notes of cocoa and citrus even, and a little bit of pepper. It was a little spicy, nice and complex. Really enjoyed it. It's about an $8 cigar, and I enjoyed it enough I'd give it an 8 wow, in the price to awesome. value. It was very good. So that was kind of like my karmic balance uh, <laughs> for the uh, broadleaf, which was so disappointing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because sometimes, sometimes it's like that. I mean, you're not going to love every cigar. I just like you know, no. occasionally you're going to get a cigar that's a, a, a type and a brand that you've smoked several of and loved, and you're going to get one, and it just doesn't draw as well, or it's just not going to be as good. Right. It's this is not a, a science; it's an art. So, uh, you know, the rolling of cigars and the blending of tobacco. Well, and one so of the it's things, not going to be as consistent as you might like. Right, but you have to have a good smoking cigar because even even the flavor, like before you even get to the flavor, if you have issues with the burn like mm. that, I don't mm-hmm. mind fixing a run once in a while. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you have issues where you're constantly tending it and constantly fixing it and stuff like that, even if it's a good cigar, that kind of sucks. Well, you know? you're, you're right. It's got to taste awfully good to be worth yeah, the I extra mean, trouble. <laughs> and then there's, you know, one of the things we've talked about a little bit on the show is the relightability yeah. of cigars because there are some cigars where you go, this is really, really good. And you know, the phone rings, something happens, mm-hmm. you you get distracted. When you come back, you gotta relight. And then the cigar after the relight just isn't anywhere That's near. That's a high penalty relight right it there. It is, yeah. it so is. I've had some that you've I've relitten twice and it's been, hey, that's mm-hmm. still smoking. Right, still really good. Maybe maybe it's like a little bit harsh for just, you know, the first few puffs and then it kind of evens back out right. and you get back to the tobacco flavor of the cigar. So I don't know. I, I so maybe that would be something in addition to the price to value uh report on each cigar. Maybe we talk about the relightability yeah. if that's you know if it's something that we were able to try, you know? True that. So I like I like that idea. Well, a lot to talk about on the show. Uh, no matter whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, if you're a cigar smoker, you have to be happy with President Obama for this. He's made a good move in the uh, cigar area for smokers when it comes to Cubans. So we'll tell you all about that in a few minutes. Plus, uh, we're going to visit with uh, our good friend Eric Furchill from uh, Balcones uh, Distributing. They have some great stuff whiskey delicious. that we tasted, yes, at the uh, uh, at the Big Whiskeys of the World event. So that's all coming up at Sip, Smoke, and Savor. Thanks for joining us.
on the beach in Hawaii. I always want to play drums when that song comes on. Sip, smoke, and savor. <laughs> Should, shouldn't it have that little tick, 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 tick? Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, you know, that sort of little love boat drum fill there. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Sip, smoke, and savor. Uh, it's Cruz and Ian Barry. And, uh, you know, we, we had, uh, both of us had a, a busy week. We talked about this. Yeah, it's time. Um, both of us had a busy week. We talked about this. I was at the, uh, the wingding, but you were at the... Renaissance Festival. I was. And I know that you said that you found the cloak of inebriation, but tell me a little bit about your smoking and drinking experience My adventure. At, well, at the uh, Renaissance Festival. So one of the one of the things is I, I have uh I have I, I smoke pipes as well. And so right. I have this great rustic Eric Nording natural mm-hmm. or freestyle. In pipe. fact, there's a great picture of you on Facebook that I saw uh, with the pipe. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like you look so studious. You had that you have that I may be a college professor who likes dressing up in his spare time. <laughs> sort of a look about you. <laughs> well, well, my wife actually she uh, uh, she found a kilt that I have to because you know usually my excuse is well they don't really have my family tartan and we looked around and she <laughs> I'm I gotta have the right tartan if there, I'm gonna wear a kilt right. There's the show title by the way. <laughs> They don't really have my family tartan. That's it. That's the show title. And then, uh, and then the one time we found it before, it was such a cost prohibitive kilt. I was like, we yeah. can't spend that much on a kilt. <laughs> well, she found one. We walked into a shop, and she goes, hey, they have your tartan over there. And hey, it's affordable. You are wearing this. Uh, so, so I didn't have a choice. So but at that point in time, I was I was into my uh, quest. and mm-hmm. you know, So I was pretty amiable for most yeah. things. But uh, so I, I usually smoke a pipe when I'm out there. Yeah. Um, so uh, Easier than cigars, or is it? just a pipe it's kind, kind of, of a event. vibe you kind know it's vibe, kind of a yeah. vibe so I, I smoke my pipe when i'm wandering around out there and, and everyone loves the smell of the tobacco no one ever complains about that but when i find a spot to sit down like there's the barbarian inn there's a nice upstairs area mm-hmm. i'll sit down and have a cigar and I, a lot of people do that apparently like at the barbarian you'll inn. see a lot yeah. of people upstairs on the deck smoking cigars and stuff so um so uh, you know, I usually have a cigar during the day, maybe, and then and then by the time I get back to the campground, because we do camp, because mm-hmm. we're going to wander around, and if I find the cloak, we darn sure aren't going to drive home, right? Exactly. <laughs> <You know>? So, <laughs> especially since it's an hour and a half away, but uh, but we camp out there, and they have a bonfire, and they have a great time, so we can wander around all evening, you know, and the people are up until you know three, four in the morning, easy, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I don't last that long because I've been because you you've been searching for the cloak of <laughs> searching for the cloak all day. You get tired. <laughs> so, but we had a great time. Uh, I uh, uh, a few places I walked in and I asked, you know, about the cloak of inebriation. One of them cracked me up because there were two ladies behind the counter. When I asked if they know where I could find the cloak of inebriation, they looked at each other and then they whispered back and forth for a while, and then they tried to direct me to another shop that might have something <laughs> that might like have that. Something like that, yes. <laughs> But my favorite was we walked into a shop, and I should remember the uh, the booth. I'll have to uh, find the guy's card and post it. But I walked in and asked, and he immediately had one. He was going to sell it to me with upgrades, plus to charisma, plus two to <laughs> woman slaying, and all kind of, and, and balance. Obviously, you need a plus to balance if you're going to yes. have a cloak of inebriation. <laughs> and so we ended up chatting with him for a while. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, and that is the first person like he didn't even bat an eye when i mentioned positively it. like right? he just knew what i was saying the minute yeah. it came out of my mouth and we had a great conversation about it and uh, had a good time. okay so there you go uh sounds like it sounds like it was a good adventure oh we had a blast tiffany Absolute had a good blast. time yeah, too. So, yeah. so good i love it well i will uh report briefly on the stogies wingding the stogies wingding is uh their annual event uh it's a uh, you know reasonably pricey ticket it's not outrageous it's definitely worth it um, but you buy the ticket, you go, and it's one of those things where they've got all the cigar companies 
um, come and they, you know, have booths and they're, you know, uh, displaying their wares. And when I've been to, I've been to the Cigar Aficionado Big Smoke, went to one in Boston, went to one in New York, and uh, I've always wanted to go to the Vegas one, but I've never made it to that. Uh, we're probably going to miss uh, it this yeah, year. Yeah, I think so. Next year, though, we're, mm-hmm. we're in. So, um, so I've been to that, and at that, when you walk in, you get your bag, and it's got some goodies in it and stuff, but the most important part is you get a book of, like, sort of coupons, and it'll say, you know, like, Rocky Patel. So you go find the Rocky Patel uh, booth or table, mm-hmm. and you trade in your uh, coupon for a cigar or cigars, whatever they are offering uh, at, for that particular convention. And um, there's usually people walking around with, you know, um, samples of whiskey and rum, and uh, there's usually beer and wine. So this one is a little bit different. Uh, the Stogie's Wingding, you walk in, they kind of, you kind of like punch your ticket, and you get a bag with all your cigars in it. Like they just start you off right. Right, here. you boom. You now have a bag of cigars, and I want to say it's thirty cigars. I think that's. I think that's. Wow, right. and they're so, front loading you, so you're so already excited. So, so you're like, oh, well. so now you're like, okay, I want to go like someplace and and light up, and <laughs> and of course there's tables and stuff around. Ned food trucks. Uh, your your ticket price includes um, a meal from one of the food trucks, uh, your choice, uh, and four uh, beer tickets. And they had uh, several different uh, local so, Houston area. Was, beer what was the ticket so. price? I want to say it was a hundred and three dollars. A hundred and three dollars. Yeah. You get so, a bag of cigars. Yeah. You get four beers. You can't beat it. You get food. And there's a VIP one too, which is a little more expensive. And you get uh, uh, some nicer things in your bag and stuff like that. But uh, but I just that's, did the VIP was sold out. I just did the regular. That's fantastic. One, so. Yeah, it really is. And this and I mentioned this in the show last week. I always ask my wife if she'll go with me, and she doesn't really smoke cigars. I'll just take a hit of mine occasionally, but she's you know she's not an avid cigar smoker, uh, but she's cool with it. So she goes with me, and we get it back for her too. And then and then if we come home, of course, That's she doesn't win-win. need all those cigars. I'm like, honey, I'm taking you to dinner. This is good. This is good stuff. Thank you. So yeah, so I come home with you know with quite a few cigars, and really no duds at all. To speak of in the selection, nice. you know, sometimes when you buy like one of those uh, sampler packs online, you know, you can always see the one cigar. You go, well, that was the filler cigar. Yes. That's where they, that's where they made their money back on the discount <laughs> on the on the on the price. But not really, not really the case here. So, and then they had all the um, the different cigar companies that were represented in the thirty. Um, most of them had their own booth. So I'm traveling around from booth to booth and we're just chatting to people about you know their cigars and what have you and. and here the thing is, they've all got special deals going Nice, only for that thing. It's a percentage off or it's a gift with purchase. So I wound up buying, if you bought two of the 10 boxes of the Alec Bradley Tempest, which is already a cigar mm. I really like, they had a good price on it. It was like 20% off. And if you bought two boxes of 10, you got this amazing, and I'll have to show it to you. I'll, I'll take a picture and post it. This amazing, like really art. Artisan inspired Alec Bradley ashtray, nice uh, ceramic ashtray. And I was like, "You have the collection of ashtrays." I just got to have too. it. Yeah, I don't collect many things at this point. I, you know, I, you I know, do collect ashtrays. What's though. funny about that is you have this beautiful collection of cigar ashtrays. Mm-hmm. I have one cigar ashtray, yeah. that is rough hewn out of a two by six that my brother did with uh, a see? with a router just when he was goofing off one day. So that's got so much character to it that you <laughs> you know it's hard to follow that up yes. with uh, with something else. But I like it. So anyway, I had a great time at the Wingding. I will say this one thing, um, and I'm you know I don't mean this as too specific a critique, but why do events like this always feel like they need to hire 
Joe's cover band to play because they, they want to be able to say we have music, right? So when I got there, I got there about an hour into it. It's usually like a three-hour event. But because you get all your cigars at once, you basically, you know, you do your cigars, you walk around, you talk to the table, you sit down, you have your food, you have a cigar, you have a couple of beers, and then it's time to leave, you know, because uh, so, you don't really have anything else to do unless you're going to light up another cigar. So when I get there, um, they the band was on a break. And whoever was doing the music was playing all this really awesome old school funk. You could see people around were like grooving to right, it, right. like jamming and having a good time. And then, you know, the band comes back from break and they were fine. There was nothing wrong with them. But they come back from break and they're playing, you know, Sweet Home Alabama. And it's just like, whatever. Like, really? it, it was so boring compared to we were just playing Master Blaster by Stevie Wonder and it was awesome. And you there know? are bands that yeah. will play that well, kind yes. of stuff. And some of those cover bands that have all, like all the horns and stuff that are mm-hmm. so much fun. So, anyway, don't just don't just book a cover band just to book one, just to be able to say you have live music. Either book a uh, book something really cool or do a uh, or, or do a DJ and have him play like, you know, really yeah. cool. You know, when, when they broke out Flashlight by Parliament Funkadelic, the place went crazy. You know, and, and one of the funny things, a lot of people disdain DJs, but if you find a DJ, DJ is not just a guy who puts on a record and just lets it spin. Right. A DJ is a guy who's actually watching what's going Knows on. Knows how to feel the and, crowd. And pushes mm-hmm. the crowd in whichever direction it needs to go and gets them having a good time. Okay, so before this segment ends, I want to taste the Founders Breakfast Stout. You talked about this last week, and you brought it this week. Here it is. All right. All right, so I've talked about this a number of times. This is the Founders Breakfast Stout Double Chocolate Coffee Oatmeal Stout. Oh, This is quite possibly my absolute favorite stout in existence. That's interesting. Uh, is a big fan of stouts. My younger brother, and he turned me on to this particular, uh, this particular beer, and I think this is amazing. So I'm interested to see what you guys think about it. When you pour it into a glass, it looks pretty much like used motor oil. Mm-hmm, definitely so. With a little, uh, with a little head on the top of it. I just it want to say, though, it smells amazing. I just want to say, I love Founders as a brewing company. I haven't found anything that they make bad. I agree. Everything I've had is good, and they're. All Day IPA, their Session IPA, is one of my top three, four beers, like, ever. I, like, I love it. It's just a, it's a go-to for me. Right, right. You know? So, right off the top on mm. this, you'll smell it. You smell the big chocolate, but it's, it's not a chocolate. sweet chocolate. Yeah. It's a no, dark it's like a chocolate. dark, rich chocolate. And coffee, like espresso coffee mm-hmm. kind of flavors, and they linger. Like, you actually will taste Boy, no kidding. coffee on the aftertaste mm-hmm. of this, and, um, and then the oatmeal smooths the whole thing out, gives it such a nice, like, you know that flavor you have when you've had a, a perfect oatmeal cookie that's not too sweet, and you have that little mm-hmm. bit and that little aftertaste on your tongue? That's so good. So it's the Founders Breakfast Stout Double Chocolate Coffee Oatmeal Stout. Yes. Boy, it's really good. And this is just, like, you can find six packs of this, right? It's seasonal, and it comes oh. in a four-pack because it is four. also, okay. I think, at the 10% range. Oh. So it's it's a pretty hefty beer. Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm giving it huge thumbs up. It's beautiful. It's tasty. I love it. And big multi flavor. Big multi flavor. Okay, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk with Eric Furchill. Eric is from Balcones Distributing. They make amazing whiskey. We spoke with him at Whiskeys of the World, and we'll have that interview for you coming up next. It's sip, smoke, and savor. This is sip, smoke, and savor. We are live at the Whiskeys of the World event. 
And I have to tell you, Ian, when they told me we were going to have to do this, I was like, okay, I'm sure we can do it. What was I thinking? Like, I should have said yes. You know, just like, <laughs> I like, yes. how, you, I like yeah. how you said you, you were told you were have to do this. Yeah, well, right? we, you know, we have to go down and do this live broadcast. I'm like, all right, well, like, we, yeah. So this is another one of those never allow me to complain about my job. I agree. Uh, I agree. Moment. So what a great event this is. And we are thrilled to be able to talk to some people who really, really know about the process of distillation and the process of crafting some of the amazing whiskeys that are on the market. And we want to wa- welcome Eric Furchill. Did I say your name right, yeah. Eric? Yes, it's you Furchill, did. not Furchill, yes. right? Eric Furchill. Eric is with Balcones uh, Distilling. And Eric, t- tell us first of all a little bit about Balcones. Where are you located and um, uh, how long has the company been our, on? Our distillery has been up and running in Waco, Texas okay. um, since 2008. Um, we've, had, we've had several products on the market since then. Um, our our flagship product, obviously, that a lot of people are 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 familiar with us for, is our single malt whiskey, mm-hmm. which we won numerous awards for over the past couple of years. Um, but we do our kind of our base products that we that we like to feature, and what real what we feel that really makes our our distillery unique is our blue corn our, our blue corn based products, um, baby blue, true blue, um, brimstone are all 100% blue corn-based, um, organically grown in New Mexico. Now, now, I've tried, actually, the brimstone before. We were talking earlier before mm-hmm. the interview. Uh, I went to an event in, in Austin, and I uh, tried the brimstone there, and it was memorable. When I saw that bottle, I knew it immediately. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's interesting because it's not your standard whiskey that you have. Absolutely. It, it's not your standard whiskey. It, it is 100% blue corn mash-based. Um, distilled and then barrel aged in used barrels Um, but before we do the barrel aging um, we do a proprietary uh, an unusual proprietary smoking process that includes Texas scrub oak Um, so it's not it's not a smoke flavor like your peated smoked scotches or other other peated whiskeys. Um, it's not your kind of carbon filtered like you get with your Tennessee whiskeys. It's a it's a very different, unique smoked flavor that you get out of it. Okay, I, I hope this this isn't something you wouldn't want me to say. But it almost has more like a barbecue smoke flavor. Absolutely, but absolutely. But not in a sweet kind of way. I remember uh, that from absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, and my friend that was with me, I enjoyed it. My friend that was with yeah. me was mad for that stuff. Yeah. He went back to the we went back to that table about yeah. five or six times. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, bar- Bar- barbecue barbecue is a, a barbecue smoke is a perfect example yeah, yeah, uh, of that kind of flavor profile in fact my own personal favorite way to describe uh, brimstone is, is you know telling people it's like think fresh made corn tortillas Mm-hmm. Turned that, into whiskey yeah. that have been smoked like a brisket. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I <laughs> so guess that's I was a complicated on the right track. thought process. Yeah. It's, it's a little I, bit, a little bit I of a complicated you, description. Yes. But when you taste it and you think about those combinations of flavor, mo- pretty much everybody's it's like, a lot going "Wow, that's on. dead on." Yes. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: in the uh, in the world of foods, and and say just tortilla chips, for example, if you uh, are looking for blue corn tortilla chips, you're going to probably look in the specialty. Aisle, or you're going to be at a more Whole that, Foods kind of a kind of a store. That it's that is true. Um, what actually makes our blue corn different is the the large majority of what most people are familiar with as blue corn in the way of tortilla chips or tortillas, mm-hmm. other food based products. 
that that blue corn is actually a modern hybrid okay. of the blue corn genetic family. Um, our blue corn, it's it doesn't qualify as heirloom, but it's a variant that the Hopi and other southwestern Indian tribes have been growing um, and, and and subsisting on for any you know anywhere from five to ten thousand years you have very specific uh farms that you buy this from i take it uh, yes we do um, cur- currently our suppliers are all ba- our, our corn suppliers are all based in new mexico um, we are trying to find some farmers and growers um, to possibly uh, bring online some, some crops here in texas so that we can source the whiskey completely from texas right, right. Um, but unfortunately it ha- that hasn't happened and, and come to full fruition just yet so are you guys the only distillery that uses blue corn in this way to the best of my knowledge yes um, if there are other producers out there that are using blue corn they aren't using it as 100 percent of way their yeah, of yeah. their mm-hmm. mash base has, the way we are. It has a different smell. Like I'm just it smelling really this whiskey, and yes. it has definitely a different kind of yeah. smell to it. Um, when I smell this, I smell cinnamon. Um, I smell cinnamon. I smell a little vanilla, but I also smell a little bit of uh, almost like mineral water kind of yeah. um, uh, going that, on in there. Those 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 aromas and flavor profiles will definitely come from our water source and our barrel our barrel aging. Um, the kind of cinnamon and vanilla flavors, those definitely develop more from the barrel aging than the corn itself. And how much aging are you doing? Um, with, with most of our corn-based products, um, with our standard baby blue and brimstone, um, both of those products are going to be aged less than one year um, in, u- in used barrels. Our True Blue 100 and True Blue cask strength that you're actually, the cask strength that you're tasting right now, um, those are aged for at least 24 months, so two full years, um, with occasionally some older barrels mixed in as as our as our blenders see fit. Right. In order to get flavor. the flavor that you're looking for. Sure. Well, I'll tell um, you for for a 24 month aged product, this whiskey has picked up some amazing flavor notes. Yeah, I mean, you ab- would, absolutely. You would almost expect, in some cases, for it to take longer to pick up that many different flavor notes yeah. because you know the uh, the heat is almost front to middle it's yeah it's yeah. kind of even there's a yeah. little bit that creeps up in the back but it's kind of even all the way through yeah i'm amazed and, at the and color. the heat the, the heat that gorgeous. you're talking about too is remember the the true blue cast strength it is cast strength so most of our releases you know you're you're hitting you know you're hitting anywhere between 60 to 67 percent alcohol by volume right. depending right. on the batch that you're drinking you definitely with a cast drink need to open it up with some water yeah yes. and i will tell you this is one of my absolute favorites that i've ever had at about 10 seconds after you swallowed your your drink and you're waiting and you're just feeling it kind of even out and these flavors come creeping yeah. up the backside much later than a lot yeah. of uh, backside flavors yeah. do. Uh, but that that lingering yeah. backside yeah, flavor the, is the linger fantastic. the linger's quite fun and and again it's it is definitely something worth noting that the you know the linger is a lot longer than you would expect for a spirit that, yes. that yes, that's that you. young. This to me yeah. like to me that says hey this is a great like wintertime 
like absolutely. that warmth stays with absolutely. you kind of wintertime kind of absolutely and that strength. that's that's partly one of the reasons um because the true blue cast strength and the true blue 100 um unfortunately at, at this time they are single uh, once a year releases um, and we do tend to we tend to try and release them in the fourth quarter of the year, so October, November, December. Right, that's when you're, um, so those, those, those goods more. should be coming uh, coming to a retail store near you within just a week or two here. So I bet this would be pretty amazing with a slice of pumpkin pie. Oh, absolutely, yes. yeah. absolutely. And, and so we really we, en- nice. we encourage folks heavily to uh, if, you know Thanksgiving's not too far around the corner. Um, some true blue and uh, and some pumpkin pie and some turkey and maybe a little bit of ham. Would uh, I, I think yeah, that would turn out to be a great Thanksgiving dinner. Well this is it. one of those, Ian, where you put your jacket on to go out on the porch with some of this that's and a right. really good medium to full-bodied right. cigar. You know? Yeah. That, that's fantastic. Um, how limited are your releases of the... True, you said the True Blue is cask strength, and what's the other? Uh, uh, the True Blue hundred proof, hundred proof, um, and cask strength, and right? cask strength. The the True Blue. The only difference between the True Blue hundred and the True Blue cask strength is the proof at bottling. Okay. Um, the True Blue hundred, we knock it back a little bit with a little little water mm-hmm. to hundred proof, so fifty percent ABV. Um, the cast strength, we leave whatever the, that's the straight way. out of the barrel, right. straight out of the barrel. So, uh, so how limited are these? You said. The release is like a fourth quarter release. Are these um, still going to be on the shelf in the spring, or are they going to be gone? Probably not. Um, mo- most retailers throughout the state, and um, just to clarify, right now, these releases, they are only available in the state of Texas. Um, we don't currently have the supply or the desire to send them elsewhere in the country or elsewhere around the world. Um, so if you're, in, if you're here in Texas... Definitely grab them up while you see them um, because they are only available here in the so state. So this is a great gift for um, family from out of Texas. Ab- absolutely. No if, kidding. If, no you've kidding. Got, if you've got holiday gifts to give for friends and family that like whiskey and they are not in Texas, this would be a great you option to give them something. You have a lot of bottles of whiskey, too. Like so. I'm looking at that over there. You have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven different uh, yeah. flavors going um, on. That's a we, lot. We have, we have, currently, we have four core products. Um, the Baby Blue, which is our, our kind of entry-level blue mm-hmm. corn-based whiskey. Um, we have the Brimstone, which is a smoked version of the Baby Blue that we talked about earlier. Um, we have our Single Malt, which is 100% barley-based, basically our version of Scotch. Okay. Um, and that, that's our product that most people are probably the most familiar, the most familiar with. with right. um, we've, gotten a, we've gotten a really great amount of press on it over the last several years. We've won, hun- we've won tons of awards with it, um, along with other, our other whiskeys as well. And then the, fin- uh, the final part of our, our, core line, uh, our core line is Rumble, um, which is our distilled specialty spirit, um, which doesn't actually fit into any category. It's not a whiskey. It's not a rum. Uh, it's not a liqueur either. Um, so that's kind of our, our standout. So elements of each, maybe? How um, would you describe it? Little elements of each. It, Rumble is actually, the mash is a combination of Turbinado Demerara sugar, black mission figs, and wildflower honey. Um, so that that ingredient list, That's everybody crazy. everybody's like, oh, this is going to be like really sweet, super liqueur. The thing to remember, 
the liquor itself is actually made from a mash of those ingredients, not flavored with. Right. And right. so it comes off very much more like a, a slight brandy, whiskey, rum-ish hybrid more than anything. Um, that's something that I would really like so, yeah, to try. I think we're yeah, going to have to make it by your booth. It's a really unique offering, and it, it is literally one of a kind. There's nothing else like it in the world. Eric Fortill from Balcones Distilling. Uh, I am a fan of the True Blue. This is very, very good. Well, well we appreciate your support, and we, we're glad you like it. Our, our aim is to put out products that people like. Thank you so much for we coming like out today. We like yes, it. We like it. We definitely like it. <laughs> it's Sip, Smoke, and Savor on Radio Brave. It's Sip, Smoke, and Savor. Thank you guys so much for downloading and listening to the show. And uh, check the podcast out. Please check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash sip, smoke, and savor. That music makes me do a little chair dance. I like th- I like that music, and it's ac- actually even kind of enjoyable to watch you do the chair dance. <laughs> it's a little bit entertaining. I just look like I'm having a good time. Hey, yeah, uh, thanks to Eric Virchel uh, from Balcones Distributing. That blue that corn, blast. that blue corn um, uh, whiskey was so fantastic. I'm 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 contemplating a whiskey purchase because uh, I don't have I don't have that much. Uh, single malt, and I'm so I'm running a little low, and I'm trying to figure out which direction I'm going to go. We've tasted so many great ones here across there's, the last couple of weeks. There's so. a lot of great choices. Uh, out there. So you see, I see you lighting up. You're like, oh, <laughs> let me help you. Let me help you. Yeah, malt. yeah. So that's uh, so that's all good. The only thing I was uh, really disappointed when we were at the Whiskey's of the World thing is when I walked up to the Lafrague booth. I was like, I have that, and that, and that. And that already on my shelf. And you're like, oh man, that won't be tasting anything new. <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll take some anyway. I'll still, yeah, I still enjoy <laughs> I'll still it. Drink it. <laughs> I'm just not tasting anything I don't have. <laughs> well, speaking of tasting things that you don't have or or shouldn't have legally, at least, um, President Obama has uh, signed an executive order. It is now legal to bring back any quantity you want of cigars from Cuba into the United States. So that's a pretty big deal. Oh, that was the wrong one. Uh, I, I, was, th- I think you, I went, you were for going for applause, hands. weren't you? You were going for applause, and instead you hit the laughter button. So, uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. Well. Uh, yeah, so so thank you, Mr. That's too late. That's um, too late. So uh, anyway, what I think is so cool about this is, of course, it's not going to be limited to just trips to Cuba. You can also now bring Cuban cigars back if you're you know, flying to England or From wherever you're to the yeah. islands or if you're in Canada. You know, you can you can bring them back. So that's a really cool thing. Um, you can uh, go. You can buy them. You can bring them back to U.S. soil. But the only one catch: they're for personal use. And they cannot be sold. So our local cigar stores still cannot buy them. You can't order them over the internet. At least not yet. Um, you can't just order from someplace and have them sent legally. We are getting large steps closer, though. Plenty of ways to do that illegally if you are so inclined. But, I know nothing uh, about it. Uh, yeah, but I, uh, at least that's what I've heard. Um, so, uh, but this is, you're right, we're getting major steps closer to major this. Steps. And it's a very, very cool thing. And, uh, you know, uh, there's been some interviews done. Um, you know, when people ask what it is about Cuban cigars and people who, claim to be really aficionados of the Cuban cigar will tell you it's the soil of the island of Cuba. It's a volcanic uh, island. So the soil is just of all of the places in the world, supposedly, that is the place where the soil is most primed 
for growing cigar tobacco. It's like minerally perfect yep. for that. Gives the soil, uh, it's the only place that has the specific acid content in the soil. It gives the cigars a sort of a unique taste. And people who are, again, aficionados of the Cuban say you can tell in the aftertaste if it's a Cuban or not. Nice. Uh, I don't know that I could like definitively say, but I will say I have smoked some amazing Cuban cigars when I was in other countries visiting. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, a lot of people are predicting, by the way, that the ability to bring Cubans in legally is going to now cause a huge uh, renewed interest in cigars and that the cigar industry will grow as a whole as a result of the whole thing. So band's been in place for 50 years 50 years yeah that's crazy that is crazy so uh they're also saying it could generate millions of dollars yeah i can see that millions think about it like the 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 united states market probably the biggest cigar market in the world and they haven't been able to legally sell to any american well not only can you travel there now but Mm -hmm. you can bring back cigars so right so tourism boom i almost wonder if the cubans don't prefer that you can't like buy cubans in your local cigar shop because it makes you right have to go to cuba or at least another country but a lot of people be planning trips to cuba to get them so uh it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out but this is i didn't know if we would see this in our lifetime that's i'm pretty yeah. excited about yeah it. so it's a, so it's a pretty big deal yeah it's it was so it was deal. so far off the plate for so many years that it wasn't even you know thought about yeah absolutely it was uh and, and i was just I was so thrilled when I started hearing about it because you would always hear about it before people go, well, is it time to repeal that? And everybody go, yeah, probably is. But nobody wanted to like actually take the initiative to be the person that says we're going to normalize relations with Cuba. So, And now that that's happening uh, more and more, and of course, you know, but now we get the Russians hating Ignis again. So what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't, you can't make everybody. The happy. more things change, the more they say. You can't the same, make everybody right? happy. If yeah. you make everybody happy, you're not happy yourself. I'll tell you how you can make a lot of people happy though is uh, some of this uh, breakfast stout from Founders that That's we uh, that good. we tasted in the uh, seg- a couple of segments ago. So I'm still enjoying my little sampler of this, <laughs> but I need to wipe it out because it's time to sample something new. So okay, I love so, the name of this beer that you brought. It's called Funkworks. Okay, yes. So, so let me tell you about this story uh, of how I came by the Funkworks uh, thing. So this coming weekend, uh, my wife and I are throwing our uh, wedding reception party. We got Excited married like go a year ago, but uh, but we're, we're throwing the reception party now. It's just how it worked out. So, Just out I, of curiosity, yes. when I show up at your wedding reception, uh-huh. do I get a bag of cigars? Yes, you do. Awesome. But not everybody, just you. Because <laughs> that's all that matters, yeah. so I'm okay with that. You and like two other guys are walking out with cigars. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. I'm sorry. So, Go ahead. <laughs> you may have to make the rounds and turn in your coupon at every table, but you will leave <laughs> nice. with a bag of cigars. So um, I'm in Specs in uh, Midtown Houston. Uh, shopping for beer and wine and a few assorted spirits for the party, right? And I'm trying to get a big assortment. So I'm back. I've got this cart full of beer, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm stocking up for a party. And uh, turn the corner, who do I run into but our buddy and former guest on the show, uh, Joey from right, Specs, right. the the certified Specs beer nerd guy. That guy was He's like, hey, how you doing? Show. Oh, he was. So then he starts directing me, oh, you need some of this, you need some of this. So so I'm filling up the cart, and he's totally helping me, and it was great to see him again. And we're laughing and talking about all the sampling and stuff. And he goes, oh, wait here. And he disappears. Uh, I didn't know what you were going for. That's good. Um, he comes back with this bottle in his hands, and it's the Funkworks Deceit Rum Barrel Aged Belgian Style Golden Ale. I was like, "Oh, it's just like 
has this one been really popular? He says, never hit the shelves. Wow. Came in in a fairly limited uh, quantity, and they never got it out to the shelves. That was their last one. So that's my story behind that. this. So on the one hand, we're going to get to tell you about something here, and I haven't tasted it yet. I told them we'd bring it in and taste it on the show this week. Uh, but on the one hand, we have something really cool and unique. On the other, if we tell you this is the greatest beer we've ever tasted, you may not be able to buy it anywhere. <laughs> so that's kind of a bummer. Well, but, it's kind uh, of cool on our part. Well, we'll, we'll, you know, it'll be fun to open. Here we go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my god. Kind gosh. of understated. And Now, you must the have aroma. gotten hit with an aroma as you opened that, yeah, right? Yeah, the aroma. Yeah, so so, so describe that. Uh, uh, what does it smell like when you open the bottle? Fruit. Fruit. Very, Very fruity. Well, well Belgians are, are fruity generally. Yeah. <laughs> Belgians are fruity. There's the show title There's right the there. Title. Belgians are fruity. Um, Belgians are fruity. So Belgian think, style ales are fruity. <laughs> uh, and this one's been um, aged in and rum barrels. Rum barrels. So. It almost has mm, a little tartness to the smell mm. too. That's really interesting. Mm. Um, I've never tried this, so let's go. It's beautiful. Well, this should be. It's, it is a golden ale. Now it's a Belgian style golden ale. And it's, it almost uh, looks like wine. Almost looks unfiltered, doesn't it? Has that uh, almost like tefalizing look to it, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Mm, very nice. Very nice. Well, I told. I don't uh, know why I'm short pouring these. I we told had a large Joey we would this. enjoy this uh, on his behalf, and also invited him to come back on the show, which he accepted. So you know, um, I totally stole his phrase. He when he was here on the show, mm-hmm. I don't remember if he said it on the uh, on the uh, mic or not, but he mentioned at one point in time that if you don't start drinking early, you can't drink uh, all day. That's so good. That's <laughs> I can't so good. Stop myself from saying that. <laughs> so uh, cheers. Let's try this. I don't know what to expect from this. It's called deceit. Belgian uh, rum, rum, Belgian rum barrel aged Belgian style golden ale, and it's from Funk Works, W E R K S. And you've already taken a sip. I have. I not. have what do taken you think? two sips of this now. Mm-hmm. First off, it smells amazing. You smell the fruit. It smells Ooh. really similar to what you know a Belgian style golden ale uh, should smell like. But the, but definitely the flavor. Fruitier. Yeah. The flavor has a little more um, dryness or tartness to it mm-hmm. than you expect. I think that's the rum barrel aged side of it and the finish you can taste some of that spice from the mm-hmm. rum uh right off the bat it, i've you know i've gone on record as saying i'm not a big fan of like the berry ales i don't like the blueberry ales and the cranberry ales that's just not my taste those are a little too sweet for me i do enjoy beers that have a bit of citrus to them especially some of the ipas that are the session beers and stuff but uh, lately just some of the beers we've tried that have had a bit of fruitiness to them, like I can't get enough of them. Man. Well, I would but, put, but also put this in that category. Belgian style fruitiness is not a very specific. Like this is a blueberry Belgian style. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. The, the beer itself just has a natural fruitiness to it um, that that comes through, and it's not like some some beers have a kind of a citrusy from the hops and from mm-hmm. the uh, uh, mm-hmm. different ingredients they use. Well, this has a natural fruitiness to it, and that's what you're smelling right off the bat. What's funny is. It smells sweeter than it is. It has more right. dryness than I was expecting from a Belgian style uh, golden ale. Like golden drac is one that you get all the time. You see on the shelves, and it's it's a that's a great like bottom line Belgian golden. Um, this is drier, has a little more champagne. This has a lot of it's, subtlety to the I was, to the flavors. It was interesting you said champagne because I was like in a in a way yeah. It has although a very, it's definitely a beer. It reminds me of having a champagne. It's got that kind of elegance to yes, it. Yes, it, it has that kind of subtlety to it. This is an amazing 
beer. Yeah, I think this I, is an amazing I knew concoction, Joey wouldn't, if you will. He wouldn't steer yeah, us well. wrong, but wow, uh, <laughs> that's that's really impressive. So, uh, Funkworks, F-U-N-K-W-E-R-K-S dot com. It says here, I, I want to read what it says on the bottle. It says, our award-winning Belgian-style golden ale, Deceit. Uh, that's the name of it, Deceit. Mm-hmm. Was aged in oak rum barrels to produce this strong, yet deceptively smooth brew. This beer pours with a beautiful golden color, with alluring aromas, notes of fresh pineapple, and a hint of coconut, with the complexity of spike, of spice. Pineapple is the spice and oak. Yep, and it is, by the way, nine percent ABV. And you don't even, you can't even. You can't. No, you're absolutely right. It's really, really good. And I have to say, we're going to enjoy that into the next segment. (laughs) We will be right back. We've got uh, several things to talk about in our final segment, including Davidoff has released a brand new cigar. Retail price, $100 per cigar. We'll tell you about that. Coming up. You're listening to Sip, Smoke, and Savor. We are so glad to have you listening to the program. <laughs> you just said during the break, we don't have enough fun here. We're just, <laughs> like cutting up, we're drinking beer, we're having we're having whiskey. We could actually um, just record our breaks yeah, uh, and I then know. make it a show. Yeah, I, I think you may be right. <laughs> well, it's again, it's how the show kind of started. It was just you and me sitting around drinking and smoking. And it's going. really not that different except, except, like for we have, yeah. except for we have microphones and, yeah. and Bobby. So we during the break, we uh, had... Some of the people in the staff uh, around here sample this Funkworks Deceit uh, rum uh, barrel aged Belgian style golden ale. And I have to say, it was unanimous. Everyone loved it. Well, you know, I'm a little sad because I thought I was bringing a show stopping beer. Yeah. And I will tell you, it's still one of my favorite stouts in existence is that breakfast stout. The breakfast stout, yes. But this beer is just. Well, leave it to Joey from Specs. He's the guy that put this in my hands and said, you guys got to taste this. And I was like, okay. I said, can I can I buy this one? He's like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, cool. So, um, so but but I did you ask love him the hookup like when yeah. it's not even on the shelf. You yeah, know? but I was gonna say I did ask him. You know, where is this? He goes, oh, this never hit the shelves. He goes, we didn't get enough of them. Uh, it just is a is what it is. So I just find that really interesting. And this is something I want to ask him when we have him back on the show. Like, how does that work? If if it's a beer, I understand if it's a beer that they're going to stock. I could even understand if it's a beer that. People are trying to get them to stock, and they send it to them and go here. This is sample. Try this. See if you want to, you know, see if you want to put it on your shelves or whatever. But how do you get like something where you go, okay, we only got three of these. Like, how does that happen? You know, in I would think you would get none, know, right, or you right. would get enough to at least sell a limited quantity of. Well, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like when I when I went into the D and Q Mart and I said, "What am I trying?" And he didn't even go to his shelf. He went to, he went his, to his personal his stash. personal stash. Yes. And he's like, "This does this isn't available, but here it is." Now there are, and I need to get friendly enough with with somebody at a cigar store somewhere in town. That they do the same thing. If I go in and go, hey, what am I smoking? And they go back to their private humidor and pull out something special they've been saving. Uh, you know, you know that, I think McCoy's cool. downtown is having an event today. Well, I am actually, I am headed over to that as soon as uh, we are done with the show. Here, it's so a plan. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. So, uh, but anyway, the uh, back to the deceit uh, rum barrel aged uh, Belgian style uh, golden ale. It was really, really fantastic. And I think you read on yeah, the, you got to read on the, the side of the, side of the, the pairing bottle. suggestion. Pairs well with an eye patch and a peg. Leg. Yarg. Yeah. So, uh, so I love the pirate thing, and I'm thinking, say an eye patch and peg leg, that next week's show. Next week is definitely going to be 
our Sip, Smoke, and Savor Halloween party. The Halloween party. Because it'll be the last show we do before Halloween. That's right. And uh, so I think we'll taste some pumpkin ales. We've had a few, uh, but there's plenty more to there's try. There's lots more where that yeah, came plenty from. Plenty more to so. try. So we'll taste some pumpkin ales and some autumn brews, and uh, maybe we can- uh, The Oktoberfest beers, I've been enjoying of, them. Uh, you know, that St. Arnold Oktoberfest. Yeah, wow, so is that, wow, so is that a good beer. So that good. It's just a fantastic beer. So, so next week will be the Sip, Smoke, and Savor Halloween extravaganza. Yes, because we don't have enough of a party on a normal online right, well, show. So we got to make sure we, gotta, we party. We got to really turn it out next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, by the way, uh, I don't want to spoil the party vibe, but I was really bummed to uh, stumble across this. Um, one of you and my both of our favorite breweries, Stone, Stone Brewing Company. I who do Stone. amazing beers, and they do they do IPAs. like twelve IPAs. Like, yeah. they're, they're just they're crazy with IPAs, um, and they've got a strong presence on store shelves like all over yeah. the country. It's not just uh, the West Coast. It's not just here. Well, um, they are experiencing a major slowdown, and they've actually had to lay off uh, a percentage of their uh, of their employees. Yeah, it's not a good thing. That's not um, so good. They're uh, they're saying this. This is the the statement that they released. They they let about sixty employees go. They they employ about twelve hundred people, which for a craft That's brewery is a lot. Big, so they're yeah. one of the larger craft guys. Here's what they said. They said um, due to an unforeseen slowdown in our consistent growth and changes in the craft beer landscape, we've had to make the difficult decision to restructure our staff. Now, that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty sort of corporate speak type of thing, and I understand right. it. But uh, just the fact that there was that many layoffs actually speaks to how big Stone has gotten. They've been around for a couple of decades, and so craft beer has really, you know, ballooned in that time. But a lot of people are talking about this because, you know, here we are on the show tasting a Funkworks Deceit uh, Belgian-style ale that we can't even get enough of to our store shelves to be able to buy it because both of us would go out and buy this on the way home today this comes could, in a bomber and i would buy a case of them yeah, in a minute exactly so so here's because there's so many new interesting things like this out there and think of some of the things that we've tasted across the last couple of months of doing this show i think that hurts the guys like stone because they make fantastic beers yeah but am I going to buy the stone that I really like, but I already know what it tastes like, or am I going to try this other well, that's, thing, or am I going to uh, try that one that I had at a party at your house that was right. so good that I want to take well, on the whole six pack of it? It's a tough thing when you have a market when you're when you're a company like that and you have a market and, and everyone knows your beers, and then all of a sudden you have this influx. Like let's let's say you know the 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 craft beer industry has been exploding, but in the last few years especially, it has just gotten ridiculous there's so many beers what i love is like now you can go down to your local brewery mm-hmm. and have beers and that's that's like going back a hundred years right you well, know you'd or actually more. Go to the brewery itself Where you just go down and, and go the to your monks local would brewery. open up the doors and go come on in and taste this trappist ale we've been working on <laughs> the houston monks yes yeah but <laughs> wasn't that the minor league baseball team the houston monks i believe um but um you know and so all of a sudden you have all these new flavors available and mm-hmm. that's going to take a hit on the guys who were sure. selling big because we already know their we already know their beers. 
we already know they're great but there's so many other little curious things we have to try now for a while and i think at some point in time that market will come back to them because they are that good stone is the ninth largest craft brewery in the united states amazing they sell over three hundred and twenty-five thousand barrels of beer per year according to draft magazine which is an industry uh publication uh in recent years they've announced and followed through with plans to develop everything from an east coast brew house in richmond virginia to another one in germany wow. uh, which uh just opened in september and a hotel restaurant complex in escondido california so they're doing some things to try to expand and you know like take the brand maybe to the next level uh but actual case beer sales may be off uh, some people are worried that stone might be trying to try to look better on paper with more cash in hand so they can sell to one of the big breweries but if they did that that would be against the mission statement that they've always right. had about being the stone, an independent you are you know. not worthy yeah exactly exactly so it's a very interesting thing to uh, to keep an eye on uh but it may be, interestingly enough i bought a uh, stone um sampler pack a 12er for yeah. the party so there'll be some nice. stone at the party so does that one doing our with, part to support stone <laughs> does that one come with the vertical epic because that is so good i don't think it does but it does have the ruination the ruination is so. good <laughs> we had the ruin 10 on the show a while back too, yes so. yes some very good and stuff. i talk about them i just think their ipas are so fantastic so ian i have uh, figured out what i would like to ask you for as my good friend for christmas what are we gonna have i no. this is just what i'm asking you to okay. buy for me um, I just want a cigar, just one. One cigar. Mm-hmm. Yep, just one. That's it. All right. It's a very specific cigar that I'd like. It's a to. very specific. Let me I'd really like down. to try. Hold on. It. Let, yep. me get, let me get my uh, paper out. It was made by the experienced master rollers in the Dominican Republic at the Cigar Davidoff factory. Davidoff. Uh-huh. I think we owe him fifty dollars for saying Davidoff. I think we probably do. Uh, it's called the Royal, the Davidoff Royal release. Uh, it's uh, five and a half inches, fifty-five ring gauge. Uh, oh, that's the Robusto. Actually, I want the Salomon, which is eight eight and a quarter by fifty seven ring gauge. Ah, yeah, it's a hundred bucks for a box for a cigar for one cigar for one cigar. Yeah. Now I this, understand. I, I just want. I understand you might not feel like you're giving me enough of a gift. <laughs> If it's just one cigar, that's right. And I understand that. You know that that might. Seem, I mean, what else am I going to put in that, that box? Feel, oh, I got an idea. The Royal Release Ashtray, made of a oh. uh, hand-blown Murano glass. Look, I can show you a picture of it right there. Because awesome. you can't have gorgeous? the Royal Release. And it holds exactly yeah, that cigar. It holds exactly that cigar. Like, it has one one spot for one cigar. And it's only $290, so uh, you can throw that in with the cigar, and that way you're not just giving me... Because, you it's know, you've true. all had, you've all had that gift where somebody gives you one you cigar. One right. cigar. Right. You know, I, I mean, have to put it in, like, a refrigerator box just to make it fun, <laughs> you know I mean? Uh, it is It is the uh, the new release from Davidoff, and it is the Robusto, by the way. Don't worry, it's cheaper. It's only 80 bucks. But the oh. Salomon, it's it's, a, it's $100. So, uh, by the way, that's not the most expensive cigar that Davidoff has ever released. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. No, the Davidoff Oro Blanco, which came out in late 2014. Uh, recommended retail price five hundred dollars. I think we've said the word Davidoff, including the time I just said it eight times. Now we owe them a hundred dollars. Yeah, isn't that crazy? We promote them and owe them money. I think that's uh, <laughs> that's how it works. So, 
Well, I tell you what, this has been a super fun show, and I think we're going to have to bring back this uh, this other beer that you brought in because we only have a few minutes left. I think we have to bring that back another time. We can save that till after, uh, till after Halloween, Halloween extravaganza. Oh, so it's going to be so fun. We're going to have Halloween music. Uh, Ian and I will be doing the show in costume, so we'll have That's photos right. uh, put up of that. You won't you won't even recognize us. It'll be great. Uh, we're going to begin posting every show actually on the Facebook page, so you can even follow us just by going going to Facebook and listening to the most recent show. Fantastic. So that's something that's, uh, that's coming along. Please subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or in uh, uh, Google Play. Play and Music course, is what it is, actually. Yes. So if you look at it on your phone, it's Play Music, not oh, Google Play. Oh, it's Play Music, not Google Play. Google thank Play you. is the app store. Play Music is the... Oh, thank you uh, for straightening the, that out. See, because I'm an Apple guy, so I right. don't deal with that all the time. So that's uh, that's very, very good to know. So the Sip, Smoke, and Savor Halloween party coming up next week. Um, oh man, so much to talk about. So much to smoke so much to drink Ian it's been a fun week thank you man it has been have a good one looking forward to it uh, as always information about the I say as always as if we've always done this uh, but okay so here's the plan information about what we smoked and drank and talked about on the show should be fu- uh, found at our Facebook page have a great week my friend and uh, as we always like to say at the end of the show cheers cheers to you this is Radio Brave Keep listening. It gets even better. Now let's do it up. Radio Brave.